Hello and welcome to the March 2nd episode of Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for tuning in on your morning commute, on your ride to the gym, on the treadmill, wherever you may be listening. Hello and welcome. So I'm probably a very unfamiliar voice to most of you. My name's Jess, as I said before. But uh, I'm your new host, and I'm looking very forward to covering the flames. Uh, A little bit about myself. I am 24 years old. I'm originally from Boston. So being a sports fan has kind of just been ingrained in me since I was a child. I could probably tell you the Red Sox lineup before I could tell you my ABCs. And that's just how life was (laughs) growing up in the late 90s and early 2000s. I currently live in upstate New York. I'm about 20 minutes from the Canadian border, which is a very big change for me. Before I was uh, 20 minutes from the red line to hop on the train, head to North Station to get to TD Garden to see a Bruins game. Now I'm about 20 minutes uh, south of Quebec and then about an hour-ish, maybe, from Montreal, so it's, it's a big change. <laughs> um, you know, sports have always been a big part of my life, like I said. I grew up with uh, my dad and my mom being huge Red Sox fans. My dad actually used to run the out-of-town scores up and down uh, during intermissions at the Old Garden, So uh, hockey has just been one of those things that I've always loved. And I'm so happy that I get to bring my passion for sports to life uh, through writing with Pucker Up Boston and fan-sided. And now I get to bring my voice to the game, which is so exciting. And I cannot wait to cover the Flames for you guys every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. I am here for your commute. And whatever you may be doing on your fine weekdays. So let's jump right in to our weekend recap. Unfortunately, it was a back to back. Back to backs are not fun. (laughs) I think that they're so brutal and it's a lot of hockey to consume in a short period of time, which I'm not complaining about. But it is a lot for players and for everyone that works behind the scenes. So Saturday did not go as well as expected in Tampa Bay. They lost 4-3. to three. The team just could not play a full 60 minutes. And it's getting too close to the wire now where they're looking to hold on to that third place spot in the division. It's getting too close to the playoffs. You can't be doing stuff like that. It's it's push time. It's a full court press, as they would say in basketball. <laughs> but, uh, you know, David Riddick did have 29 saves. The power play, you know, it hit or miss, really. They were able to capitalize on one opportunity. And unfortunately, they had 10 minutes in the sin bin which is a big no-no. You know, you can't be playing undisciplined at this point in the season. You know, that's okay maybe in October and November. But like I said before, it is time 
to push and bring your best foot forward and, you know, sitting in the sin bin and taking up time and having the other team have that man advantage is not good. So, on a more positive note, there were three goals scored by Andrew Mangiapani, Elias Lindholm, and Sean Monaghan. And, you know, three goals is three goals. I'm not going to complain there. You know, the offense is still producing. Unfortunately, there was no, you know, <laughs> wasn't enough to win. But I think, you know, looking at, at Sunday's game, it was there. The offense was all you needed, really. So it was a 3 three nothing win against the Florida Panthers. Can we just take a second to talk about how the Florida Panthers just, like, don't want a playoff spot? They could easily be third in the division in the Atlantic right now, and they're just playing like, hmm, what's a playoff spot? I think we'll just hand it to the Leafs. Who cares about making the playoffs as a huge rebuild year? Yeah, like, let's just sit back and relax. But that's good for the Flames. So uh, Lucic, Johnny, and TJ Brody, all had uh, goals today, and the Flames are, in fact, 5-0 and when Luch scores. So, you know, I'll give Boston a little credit for that, you know? You're welcome for taking him, you know, on the West Coast, and then, you know, he made his way up to Calgary, so you're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there were 28 shots on goals, and Cam Talbot had 38 saves. A big shout-out for him, and, uh, you know, Nolachari is uh, a really an offensive powerhouse down in Florida, so it's great to see him not <laughs> not score a goal for once. But the big thing about today was uh, Johnny Gaudreau's goal. Um, unfortunately, it did come, you know, with some sad news. There was a lot of emotion behind his celly, and unfortunately. That stems from his uh, grandfather passing away yesterday. I believe he said he found out after the game. Um, so, you know, this one was really for his grandfather, and it was a really big help and, you know, really big celebration and, you know, thoughts and prayers out to Johnny and his family. And there we go. Let's just keep on pushing. So, our week ahead looks like um, we're visiting Columbus on Wednesday. So, they have a few days off between now and Wednesday. So, it'll be nice to recoup, you know, get back in the swing of things, you know, practice, get a little rest in there, and then face the Blue Jackets, which, again, will be a competitive game. I feel like Columbus plays a very different style of hockey, and I feel like they're more offensively defensive, if that makes sense. They're, uh, they're always ready to attack. And I think that sets them apart. And I really like that. And it will be a challenge for our Flames. And then we are back home in Calgary for the weekend. Arizona visits on Friday and Vegas comes into town on Sunday. So we don't have any back-to-backs, which is very positive. You love to see it. But um, 
I, Vegas is just so hot right now. It's going to be a challenge to really to to beat them. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I feel like it will be a bit of a problem come Sunday. But if the Flames can tighten up their game a little bit and figure out this undisciplined style of hockey that they've got going on, you know, I I think we've got it. I think they will continue to make that push. Alrighty. So earlier today on Twitter, I asked people to send me questions, um, you know, to kind of get to know me and see what, you know, pick my brain a little bit. And this first question comes from Mark Pacelli 13. He wants to know who my favorite Flames player is. You know, as a Boston girl, I would have to say Johnny Hockey because, well, he did go to uh, Boston College and he's just a fantastic player to watch. I really enjoy the spirit he brings to the game. And I think he's really exciting to watch. I actually saw today that he is on pace for 69 points. Can I get a nice... Nice. Okay. So Mark asked again, he said, what got you into hockey? So growing up, baseball was my first sport. I remember like one of my first memories is going to Fenway Park with my dad and my brother who had to have been, oh God, three or four months old. My brother was swaddled in a blanket. My dad was holding him and It was very early on in the season. It had to have been March or April, and my dad took us to a game. So I had a lot of influence from my dad, and everything I learned about sports is from my dad. And unfortunately, he did pass away in the beginning, or sorry, the end of January. So I'm kind of doing everything in honor of him. And... You know, I really want to make this project especially dedicated to him. But one of the first hockey games I went to, I think the first hockey game I went to was the Bruins and Carolina Hurricanes, obviously at the TD Garden. I was very confused as to how a hockey team could play in the South when it's not cold in the South. But, uh, you know, little Jess didn't really have critical thinking skills. But as I grew up, I started watching more and more hockey games. The 2011 Cup run for the Bruins were, you know, special. Game 7 against the Leafs in 2013. Um, you know, we don't really talk about what happened after that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I started really following the sport closer and writing more and more about it. And it's been about two and a half, three years since I started covering it closely and I fall in love with the sport more and more every day gives me a reason to just keep going keep pushing um you know playoff hockey is it's special so I really enjoy that and I think that it's important to you know hold on to stuff that keeps you going when when times get hard and that's always been hockey and baseball for me and it's been hockey recently so thank you mark all right we got a few questions from bradley 
are the Flames going to make the playoffs? I would say yes. I want to say yes. In my heart, I believe that they will. According to this Twitter graphic I saw from, uh, I believe it's Money Puck Drop or something like that, they have a 69.5% chance of making the playoffs. So, again, nice. They just they have to keep playing competitive hockey. They need to keep playing the full 60 minutes. The defense needs to be there on top of the offense. Like it has to be a complete package because it's the complete package that wins you games and that will win you the Stanley Cup. And his next question, what are your thoughts on Bruins legend Milan Lucic? Uh, you know, I, he was very special to me in 2011. <laughs> Kind of, you know, I was very sad when he was traded to the Kings. But, yeah, I'm glad to see him having success. I mean, he had, like, two goals all season, I think it was, with the Oilers. And it was just bad. It was so hard to watch. And then, of course, Bruins fans were like, bring him back to Boston. We need an enforcer. And it was just, you know not a good time hard to make a case for that but I'm very happy for him I hope I wish him all the best is to Chuck under or overrated oh my god I love his Twitter handle I you know I will give him that I do and I think it's hysterical but I do feel like Twitter does overhype him a little bit so it's a little hard to gauge him, but I, you know, I think he's he's got some big skates, big skates to fill, and we will keep an eye on him, and I will get back to you on that. So we are just about a week post trade deadline, and a lot of teams disappointed, you know, met the bar, went above and beyond, and then there's the Flames. It was a very defenseman-heavy focus, and there wasn't any additions for help up front. Um, To break it down, (laughs) the AHL defenseman Brandon Davidson was shipped off to San Jose for future considerations, and the Flames acquired LA defenseman Derek Forbort, Forbert, for a conditional 2021 fourth round pick. A name that stuck out to me most was uh, Eric Gustafson, who, who was traded for a third round pick. I feel like the Flames just didn't do enough. I think that uh, everybody got a little bit worried when uh, Gaudreau took Calgary Flames out of his Twitter bio. We watched Philly Twitter go up in flames saying oh he's coming home he's coming home and then he put it back and then he left practice or skated off the ice and uh all he did was go to the bathroom (laughs) stars they really are just like us but I really do think that the flames needed to do more I just it's very difficult for me to See a team that could be a contender not 
do as much as they could have. I mean, that doesn't mean that they had to make five or six trades. It just had to be moves that were worthwhile and could add some serious depth and some serious power to the current situation. Now, it is only a week. They've only played a few games since the trade deadline. But then again, we've got about a month left of regular season hockey before the playoffs begin. And if the Flames keep doing this consistently inconsistent thing that they've been doing all season, they might not make the playoffs. And I hate to say that because I would love to see the Battle of Alberta bust out in the first round. That would be a lot of fun. And it is quite unfortunate if that is not the case because we do have some competitive hockey going on there. And I feel like now that Edmonton is a real competitor, once again, we will see that rivalry come to life and for many years to come. So that's all for today's show. And I just wanted to wrap up by saying thank you for tuning in. Please make sure you rate, subscribe, download, um, you know, send me some reviews. Always feel free to send me questions. I'm here for you guys. This is a fan run show. I would love to get some interactions going and really, I really want the Calgary base to embrace an outsider and this is a challenge for me and give me a week and I will be settled in. But thank you guys again, and I will see you tomorrow.